on the tee from the United States of America, the Back Nine Bros, starting in three, two, one. Welcome back, everybody. This is another week's episode of the Back Nine Bros podcast. On this week's episode, well, we're going to get into the nitty gritties of the golf world, everybody. Um, surprise, surprise. We've got Bobo back in the household, um, even though we're not actually in the same household. Bobo, I'm here, everybody. I'm back. Bo's back and better than ever. He handled what he needed to do last week, like every man should. And then we also got Pove over there. Um, Pove is here. Yes, I am. Thank you, Saul, for the introduction. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, sometimes people uh, people get confused because they're like, oh, who are these three beautiful voices that I hear on the uh, the other side of uh, the podcasting world? But we're here, we're back, we're ready to dive into this. Uh, one quick announcement, though, before we go f- any further. We are on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and like a ton of other platforms. Uh, we also have a social media at Back9BrosPod on Instagram. We're trying to grow, and if you guys could help us grow – um, you could actually influence our following much more than you think. Just subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. You'll be notified when a new episode comes out. Leave us a like, um, a star rating, and a little message on there, and you can just help us climb those charts. Uh, it's, it's tough for us to do alone, but as a group effort, it should be much easier. But without going any further into that, we've got to move over to last weekend, RSM Classic, Sea Island, Georgia, I think Polv was really interested in this tournament, so I feel like he deserves to go first. So, Polv, what happened at the RSM in Sea Island, Georgia? Uh, well, we once again here at the RSM Classic, we had another playoff. Um, back-to-back years that it's happened. This time, Robert Streb gets on top. This is his second PGA Tour victory and his second RSM Classic victory. He won in 2014 here in Sea Island when it was called the McGladry Classic. He took down Kevin Kisner this week on the second playoff hole with that incredible approach out of the rough. Um, it, it was just incredible to see because it looked like coming down the stretch in regulation that Streb was really on the downfall. I mean, he didn't have the momentum going after he missed a couple short putts and he was one behind Kisner after Kisner was making a ton of birdies. Um, Streb had that amazing approach on the 17th of par three, hit a big six iron from 200 to about eight feet and drained the putt. And then par 18 to get into the playoff. And then that heroic par in the first playoff hole by Streb to keep himself alive, made a nine footer coming back up the hill. And then just that stuff on the second playoff hole to nearly holding it, just nearly went in. I, I, I know I was watching it with Saul and we were both like just on the tip on our tippy toes, just like, is that going in? Is that going in? It would just nearly hit the left edge and just um, wouldn't fall. But, you know, great to see Robert Streb get back into the winner's circle. It's been a long journey for him. Um, you know, I always define him by the, he's the player who doesn't wear a glove. So, you know, I've always liked him throughout the years. Um, good to see him play well. It was, it was a big final round. I mean, a lot of guys went low. Um, of course, they didn't get to 20 under, but 19 under they did get to. So I, I actually expected them to get around 20 um, because the, the wind wasn't too bad this week. But just a lot of it was a power pack leaderboard with Sea Island guys. I mean, Patton Kazire, Harris English, Zach Johnson, 
um, up there the whole time. And then a couple other Southern players up there as well. You had Bronson Bragoon making it to the final group um, and just a plethora of others as well. So great to watch. And um, yeah, it was, it was a real treat. Bobo, I, I feel like I feel like Pove was just stealing all of our thunder there, going through it like like it was all his job. Like, what the heck is going on right now? Uh, I want to rewind back to the like the middle of that. I guess you talk, talked about kids a little bit. Kids looked like a fighting machine out there for crying out loud, right, Bobo? Yeah, dude. Everybody says he's a bulldog. I think he's a Georgia bulldog. I'm pretty sure he went to University of Georgia, but. He just can't get it done in the playoffs. So we got to question that bulldog mentality. He's always got the really serious game face out there. And he played a hell of a final round. I think he was seven under 63. But dude, Kiz, he's got to get it done in these playoffs. He's, I think he's 0 for 5 in his PGA career. And he's lost twice at the RSM. So yeah, second place. He's probably making a ton of money. 700, 800K. But come on, Kiz. We got to start figuring out this final rounds. I mean, I guess he's playing all right in the final rounds. We got to start figuring out these playoffs. Time for him to break through. Kiz has all the talent in the world. He has that bulldog mentality. It's Kiz's time. I'm confident. Yeah, Robert Streb, hell of a shot into the, into the, I guess, 74th hole of the tournament, second playoff hole. But I think it's Kiz's time to shine. I've seen him on the four-play podcast just ripping up the boys. I think it is his time. Kisner 2021 major champion. I called it here first. Okay, okay, okay. Before before we got a hand here and people were like, who are these who are these absolute goons for trying to predict the future like that? Kiz um said like a couple of years ago in a post-round interview at one of the majors. Oh, I know pressure. I, I went through Q school. I've never been the biggest fan of Kiz, and it actually made me laugh on Sunday because you mentioned his boys over at Barstool, Riggs, Trent, the guys who think they know how to play golf, but probably some of the worst swings I've ever seen on YouTube. And that says a lot because there's a lot of beginners saying like, here's my swing progression, dude, Riggs, try again. I mean, I know you got the eye surgery to get rid of your cross, your, your cross eyes. You, you look dumber than before kid. Um, Trent, you got to get a better backswing, dude, more rotation, less arms, Frankie, keep on butter, like butter knifing those wedges. Like you're a terrible player. And hey, man, I still, I still like the four play guys. Good inspiration for us. They, they have a great pod, but yeah. They don't I know agree. what they're talking hey, about. Hey, they're, they're, they're the common golfer for the common man. I respect it. Kiz is their boy. Kiz is my boy. So let's go, man. I'm just saying, going back to that point I made about Kiz, he has failed so many times in these playoffs. I mean, I think he's a four-time winner on the PGA. So don't get me wrong. He's, he has sometimes performed when he performed when he needed to. But if he could just figure out these playoffs – Maybe the four-play guys have something for him. Maybe they can work up some magic. Frankie can – I mean, don't ever take a golf lesson from Frankie, given his chipping skills, those butter knives. But maybe they could work up some magic. Maybe Riggs could pull something out of his hat and say, Kiz, this is how you win a major. Kiz, this is how you win the RSM. I'm just hoping it happens because Kiz seems like an awesome dude, so serious out there. But he obviously is great with the fans, great with the media. But that was great to watch. Just going back to the RSM Classic – uh, that was a great tournament. It almost felt like Robert Streb was going to win like from Friday afternoon on. It almost felt like it was his tournament. So it was cool coming down the stretch with kids making a run. You had some other guys. I know Zach Johnson made that eight on that one par five. And I think if he took that out or if he, if he just made par there, he would have been in the playoff. So there was a lot going on. But 
great tournament. We don't have any PGA this week, unfortunately, but RSM usually kind of a boring event. I will say it produced. Yeah. I mean, no doubt there, it produced a lot. Um, I was reading something online that's uh, golf channel said that this was going to be like a, a top three week on television for golf, just because of like the beauty of the course and the atmosphere, like the, the vistas, the viewpoints, like all that stuff. Um, definitely the course, we looked like it was in phenomenal condition. Barstool guys jinked, jinxed kids. Um, they posted kids, his kids has got this in the bag when he was coming up on the back nine and they, maybe that's why he lost the playoff, but Streb has that 10 figure grip, um, which I had. And my golf instructor back in the day said, what are you trying to break your wrist kid? 10 finger grip. Are you crazy? So now I do like the interlock and like the hands got used to it. Calluses in all the right places and everything, but a 10 figure grip, no glove. Like who is this guy? Is Streb feeling dangerous out there? I've never really read into much about Streb before. But, I mean, he seems like a good guy, has a terrible social media following. We DM'd him, tried to get out to him, but it seems like he doesn't check his Instagram. So, uh, kind of left us hanging there. Streb, if you're listening to this, hit us back. Much appreciated. We'd be thankful for it. Um, you'd be thankful for it because we'd boost your career. Uh, that's just what we think there. But, um, yeah, I mean, the RSM, like Bobo and Paul said, it was a, it was a great week to watch. So interesting. I was actually on my tippy toes when I was watching it with pole at the end of the RSM when Streb was on that uh, second playoff hole, had a shot into the green. I saw it. I saw it go out, basically come off the club face, dead center face. And to see that ball fly into the air, I was like, oh my God, it's online. It's online. It's going, it's going switch camera angles. You see that thing land like it was coming out out of the sky. And you're just like, oh my God, it's going, it's going to the hole. It's going to the hole. And it just missed on the left side. Uh, and I totally thought in the first playoff hole, I was like, oh, Kiz totally has him. Robert Streb was up against the lip. He was done. He had no chance. Kiz had like, I think a nine iron in from the middle of the fairway. I was like, damn, Kiz, he's going to break through. He's going to win in a playoff. And boom, Streb just somehow makes a putt and then follows it up with a birdie. Unfortunate for our boy Kiz. But yeah, like you said, Streb, the 10 finger man, the no glove man. That was awesome. That shot he hit on the second hole, I think he was like, I think he was over 150 and he hit a pitching wedge just out of a flyer lie. To judge it that well with that much pressure is just money. So you got to give the guy credit whether he responds to our DMs on Instagram or not. That was sick. Um, Without a doubt. I heard he recently surpassed $10 million earnings on the PGA Tour. So kind of surprising, I got to say, when I first saw that stat, Robert Streb, 10 million bucks. But Good for him, racking in the money, putting food on the table for the little tykes. Um, Robert Streb, man, center of the attention. Yeah, um, but yeah, like uh, Bo said at the end of his previous um, little conversation piece there, uh, there are no events this upcoming week on the PGA Tour. We are so sad to hear that. Um, although we're trying to get to the bottom of this, who uh, – who failed with the scheduling on the PGA tour that didn't put an event up for us this weekend. We're trying to get their email now. So we're not that successful in it though. Um, joking on that, you guys just say so you no, know. but uh, we do have this week. It's not a PGA tour sanctioned event. It's actually uh, sponsored by capital one. I believe it's um, the second match. It's not going to be as good as the first one. I'm telling you now, why would I waste time? 
um, well, second match this year, right, Bo? I mean, yeah, you said second match. I was a little, a little skeptical of that. We had Tiger and Phil. I guess you could say second match with all the celebrities playing. We got Charles Barkley. We got Peyton Manning. He's coming back. We got Steph this time. But technically, if we're going by technicality, it's a third match. We had Phil Tiger last week, or uh, sorry, last year, right around Thanksgiving. And then we had um, we had Peyton and Tiger and, and company back earlier this year. So it's the third rendition. I think it's going to be good. I think that – I don't know who's – what's what tv station it's on but i think they have learned the best ways to broadcast an event like this so i know with that event at Payne valley uh with jay rose and tiger and, and all those guys they had the airpods so we could hear every little thing they were saying so i think they have it nailed down what they need to do to provide the best coverage i think this i don't know what it is friday but it's going to be good coverage i'm excited I want to see if Charles has actually improved his swing any, if he still has that nasty little hitch. But I know Steph's a good player and Peyton's solid. And then we obviously have Phil, who's just Phil. So it's going to be good. I still probably would rather a PGA event, just got to say. But better than nothing, I will say that. Yeah, so this uh, this event's occurring this Friday, um, 3 p.m. Uh, it's at Stone Canyon Golf Club in Arizona. Uh, par 72, you've got Phil Mickelson and Charlie's, Charles Barkley. You know Phil's going to be carry, carrying Barkley because Barkley's swing looks worse than a dumpster fire. Um, Steph Curry and Peyton Manning, well, you got two ringers there. Steph Curry, king of the three-point shot in the NBA. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's going to be – it's going to be fun to watch. Hopefully they don't charge any money for it or pay-per-view like the Tiger Phil match because it wasn't worth it and no one's going to watch it, which I think they already learned from that. But, um, guys, this season that we've we've had, like this weird Rona season, um, this golf kind of reimagined, no spectators, limited spectators at certain events is coming to an end. Um, what were your favorite moments? Um, it can be one moment, two moments, five moments. Just don't put the people to sleep that are listening. What are your favorite moments from this past season on the PGA Tour? So this is actually prior to COVID and lockdown and everything, but – I remember the Genesis Open back from probably February, maybe even January. I think it was February, though. Adam Scott got the win out in L.A. at Riviera. I just always like watching Riviera. I think that course is just sick. It looks so cool on TV. So that was a cool event to watch. Um, And then it was just kind of that big chunk of a couple of months where we had no golf. And that kind of sucked, obviously. Nothing to watch. I mean, we had no golf. We had no anything yeah i was i was literally just sitting there on my couch watching like 1996 reruns of some (laughs) irrelevant pga tournament that happened at the same week yeah seriously it was it got to a point where i was just going bonker crazy but finally i think the charles schwab where morikawa missed that short putt to lose was the first event back and from that point forward i think everything was super i mean considering there were no fans at any of the events the TV coverage made it pretty intimate and I enjoyed watching pretty much everything. Um, but I think desert golf uh, this week with the match is going to be sick. We don't get enough desert golf. Desert golf is so cool. We should have more desert golf in the PGA. I'm going to start a petition, send it over to Jay Monahan or whatever his name is commissioner. 
And I want TBC Scottsdale every other week. I want TBC Scottsdale, Augusta, TBC Scottsdale, Pebble, TBC Scottsdale, Augusta. We just need more desert golf. I mean, Arizona has so many good courses. Utah too, buddy. Utah, Utah has too. a ton of good courses. Um, imagine if we just had like TP, like you said, like a TPC Scottsdale, like every three weeks, and there was just the same belligerent fans, like. Hey Ricky, you remember when you you hooked that last shot? Like I was here for that. Like, yeah, uh, like a Happy Gilmore moment where it was like the guy with the the hat and the nail on his head. What's his name again, oh, Mister? The, uh, the caddy dude, the crazy dude. No, the the guy that had the shirt that says "Guns don't kill people." I Mr. do. Larson. <laughs> Mister Larson. Um, imagine if there was guys like Mister Larson in the crowd. Like, hey shooter, your ball hit me. Oh, I'm sorry, shooter. You're going to, have to play it as it lies. Hey, look, I had to hit the ball off Frankenstein's fat foot. Um, yeah, but I mean that would be hysterical. Uh, Paul, what were some of your favorite moments, or f- your favorite moment, if there's only one, from uh, this past year on the PGA Tour? Uh, probably the the Tour Championship. Um, seeing DJ hoist the trophy of uh, the FedEx Cup. I think that's that's got to be it. Uh, I mean nothing. Nothing too crazy happened. Um, you know, seeing DJ win a lot, that's that's probably about it. Um, you know, getting to see some first-time winners. Yeah, Sung JM got a win out there, um, the Honda, which was cool to see. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I think I think some of those events um, in the, the playoffs, I think, were, were probably the best for me. I mean, seeing John Rahm hold that putt in the playoff, um, against DJ at uh, the BMW, that was that was pretty awesome. I mean, yeah, Rombo is a god for anybody listening. Rombo is going to be top ten all time, guarantee it. He's a beast. Yeah, it might ha- not happen in this lifetime, but maybe in the next couple. <laughs> Trust me, he he's gonna he's finally gonna break through soon. I know he had that top with the three wood or whatever you want to call it at Augusta. And everybody's already writing them off. They're saying, oh, Rumbo can't handle the pressure. Oh, 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 this and that. Just just listen. He might be a late bloomer. He might not. Maybe he'll come out and win like two majors next year. I don't know. But I just think Rumbo has all the talent in the world. He's going to come out and do something special soon. Dude, you are literally like a like 11-year-old girl with Rumbo as like back in like 20, 2011. Um, Rumbo is my Justin Bieber. No, I was going to say Rombo is your One Direction kid. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the, like, the One Direction craze and all that stuff. But I would have to go back, going back to that question that I asked both of you, favorite moments um, this past year on the PJ Tour. Mine, um, well, I have like a few that are non-golf like on the course. And one of them would be during quarantine. Um, a lot of these golfers use the most of their social media presence, like uh, whether they were competing on Peloton rides um, with each other, trying to beat each other's records, place higher with them. thought that was pretty cool, showing some like camaraderie on the PGA Tour or whether it was like the tailor-made juggling videos that they put out where the, each guy was like juggling it and then like hit it up and over into the next frame and it was someone else juggling it. I'm just like making the most of that kind of just do, living their lives. And my favorite golf moment this year would have to be Colin Morikawa at Harding park for the PGA champ. Um, specifically his um, tee shot on that 16th hole, uh, a short par four where he hit a perfect butter cut, probably the best drive of his life to like three feet, four feet. And 
just shows that. And even just like the way he handled himself, the composure when winning, um, even dropping part of the trophy on the ground and becoming a meme overnight. Uh, it just shows like the composure that he has being like the same age as myself, if not like a couple of years older, um, how much of an adult he is. Like, it seems like he's been here before on the PGA tour. Like that was just really interesting to see him do that. And another thing would definitely be DJ just blowing the field out of the water in a few events this year. Um, I talked about DJ DJ. I was watching some videos um, on YouTube when I was bored this past weekend. Uh, I think it was like the tailor made press events on the range when they were trying out different equipment. And uh, that brings me to the, our next segment, which is what's in our bags right now. Um, has anything changed this over the year? Like, have you completely 180? I know Paul is a big Mizuno guy. Paul, did you switch from Mizuno to Titleist, or are you still rocking what you got? No, never so. That will not happen. So what's in the bag currently? Like a quick run through. Um, and then are you looking into upgrading or replacing anything this year? Yeah, um, definitely. So my the only things i'll be upgrading is my woods uh i've got the, the 20 the original m2 driver and the original m23 wood so those will be moving out and um irons i've got the newest mizuno uh blade model the mp20 um from three to pitching wedge and um, the three and four irons are the hmb model which is more of the the hollow muscle back driving iron um so i have those and um wedges i have the mizuno t7 um blue ion wedges um love them a lot um very pure very spinny so always good and uh golf ball i've got the uh titleist pro v1x left dash um big supporter of that's the uh if you're not familiar it's the it's the original titleist pro v1x from about seven years ago, eight years ago. So for people who like the old school Pro V1X, which I do, um, they brought it back. It's a little lower ball flight and um, not as spinny as the Pro V1X as they switched the Pro V1X to the Pro V1 now. Um, so yeah, it's, it's the old school Pro V1X. So, and, now, um, what are yeah. you, what, what are you, uh, what's your apparel like? Are you a, like, what, what do you rock on the course on a normal day? Just like, pretty much shoes up to the hat shoes i got the um i'm a foot joy guy i've got the my joys um got my joys uh, majority is usually it's usually wingtips um i got on i love those um and then pants it's usually rlx um the ralph lauren um rlx brand and um you know or Pants, I should say pants and uh, shirts, Ralph Lauren RLX and, um, or uh, Grayson Clothiers, um, which I've been um, rocking the past year or so now, which I really love. Uh, been a big RLX guy for a long time, but I'm starting to transition now to Grayson, which is great. Um, love their stuff. Uh, I think Charlie Waddell and um, Luke Donald and Morgan Hoffman are doing a great job with the company and, uh, you know, happy to support it as well. Um, and, uh, up top, we got a Mizuno visor, the tour visor. So that's what I usually rock up top. And, uh, yeah, uh, that's about it. Now 
I mean, I think everyone who's seen your Instagram, your uh, commentary there was pretty predictable. But uh, Bo, um, so yeah, same thing. I guess what's in the bag? Any changes? Um, did you switch anything out this year? Are you looking forward to changing out anything? As well as um, what are you doing head to toe? Like what what is the uh, on course game uh, look like? Like you know what they say: look good, feel good, play good. Yeah, I'll just start from with my clubs from the top of the bag. So rocking an M4 driver with a hazardous yellow shaft. And I've been using this for, I think, three or four years now. It's just kind of old, trusty, really solid club. And I've grown to really understand how to hit certain shots with it. So don't think that's coming out of my bag anytime soon. Um, with the three wood, I'm rocking the, the good old TS2. And that one shaft is just off the rack. I think it's like some sort of even flow, but um, I know the TSIs just came out, but I don't think I'm going to be upgrading. I'm, I'm a fan of the TS2. It does everything I needed to. Um, and then moving down into the irons, I use a ping kind of utility. I think it's called the crossover. So it's a few years old. Um, I think it's the G400 version. So it's got that orange shaft, but it's similar to my driver, just kind of old trusty really good off the tee and uh, might, might look into some better shafts for it just cause I have the stock shaft on it. So might try to upgrade that, but I'm, I'm a big fan of the head and then into my irons. Um, I use the Callaway X forged and I actually was a, I used apex irons the, the Callaway apexes for quite a while, but they were a bit chunky for me and, and, I didn't feel like I had the versatility that I wanted. So I actually bought the X forged off of eBay earlier this year, got a good price for them. Couldn't resist. So I've been using those for, for uh, a little bit of time now, maybe four or five months. And um, I'm also going to be doing a, a little thing with my four and five iron this winter. So I kept my apex four and five irons just because I thought, Oh man, you know, they're a bit more forgiving. Um, with these long irons, they'll be a bit easier to hit, uh, easier to get up in the air. But uh, I wasn't a huge fan of that of that kind of combo set. So I'm going to be moving into a T100 5 iron and a U500 4 iron this winter. Did some testing recently, and that was a great combo for me. So I'm going to be rocking that. And then into the wedges, I'm, I'm a Vokey guy, have always pretty much been a Vokey guy, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. And recently upgraded to a Scotty Cameron, first Scotty I've ever owned. And I got to say, it's pretty, pretty freaking dope. So I'm excited about that. Going to roll some putts in 2021, just like my boy Rambo. Um, as far as clothing and, and all of that, I'm a foot joy guy on the feet. Um, always rocking some sort of foot joys. Um, I've kind of varied over the years, but I'm locked in with foot joy now. And shorts and, and polos always kind of vary. Got a, a wide variety in my, luckily in my uh, closet. Nikes are solid, underarms are solid. You know, whatever you get from, from tournaments are usually good quality shirts. Um, and with the hats, same thing. It pretty much varies. Um, have some Titleist hats, have some hats I got some, from tournaments. So it all depends, but I try to mix it up. You know, I don't like to wear the RLX every day. I think it gets a little old. I think those Mizuno visors, you know, get a little sick of them here and there. But yeah, still a still a uh, still a solid look for Polv over there. 
but I try to mix it up. Um, but that's what I'm rocking. Clothing wise, not much is going to change for next year. I just got to get fit so that I look pretty sick in my clothes, you know, get the muscles popping out. And that's all, baby. Uh, I, I think Paul might be a little angry at that chirp there about the washed out. Uh, <laughs> Don't get me wrong. RLX, their clothing and the Mizuno visors, it's a good look. But I can't tell you how many times I've seen Paul show up to the course in uh, an outfit Luke Donald wore in the 2011 Valspar Championship. So, I'm, li- I'm literally like, hey, Luke, Luke, can I get an autograph? And he turns around I'm like, and I'm thinking in my head, did he dye his hair? I'm like, oh, no, it's just Paul. What's up, buddy? How are you? <laughs> Good to see you. But um, yeah, I mean, these guys, these guys are serious, Bo and Pulp, about their club selections. For myself, though, I'm more of like the common golfer. Uh, I'll take whatever I can get my hands on, right? So uh, we'll go top down here. Rocking a XR16 Pro driver. Um, it comes in at nine and a half, but I turned it up to ten and a half just to get that extra launch. Um, stiff shaft, a speeder, Fujikura uh, shaft, and then... Uh, Going down three wood is a Project X um, shaft stiff uh, nine ten Titleist. Um, I'm kind of an old school guy. I like the oldies, but goodies. Why replace it if it ain't broke? Don't fix it. Um, and then down to uh, I just put actually a two hybrid in my bag. Uh, a nine fifteen two hybrid Project X stiff. Um, not sure about the grams on the shaft. Not too particular about that. Hey, if it flies straight, goes far, that's all I need. And then I go down. I have a uh, utility three iron from Titleist. It's it's an older model. Have some lead tape on the back of it. A little bit of a fatter grip just so I don't develop like an arthritis uh, or tingling in my hands after I hit it. Um, but let me tell you, that puppy launches off the face. Uh, it's not even a comparison when... Um, I was trying out other stuff. Then uh, four iron through a wedge is um, Callaway XR um, Pro irons. Same model year, 2016 as the driver. Um, <clears throat> that was from uh, like a high school set and uh, started playing well with it and was just like, hey, why fix it? If uh, I'm playing well with these irons, I'm still getting pretty good spin off the face. There's no need. Um, that goes down to the a wedge, like I said before. And then I go 56 degree, 60 degree Titleist wedges. I'm I'm pretty sure those are going to be the first to go. Um, I need to replace those puppies quick. These wedges, one of them's an SM4, one of them's an SM6. So uh, you're talking pretty much an eight year old 56 degree with um, a limited spin off the face. So I guess my green play is gonna gonna get a little better uh, once I switch those out. Yeah, no wonder you can't chip right now, dude. Time for a new wedge. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, I think you're better off with a shovel. <laughs> wait, boys, wait. What are we talking about? Um, last time I checked, when we were playing Whistling Straits on a simulator, I had two chip-ins with my 56 degrees. So uh, all that commentary can go uh, that can go in a trash can. I want to see that on the course, though. When we get back out there, you need to be replicating that, whether it's with a shovel, whether it's with your 86-year-old gap wedge or whether it's with a fresh vokey no gap wedge is from 2016 kid we're right, talking about well, 56 and 60 close enough maybe. close enough no really? i mean no i guess my um yeah they once wrote an article about me um this i can't tell you this uh this girl wrote an article about me she goes to another school though you wouldn't know her um it was uh saying how i have the best wedge game on the east coast 
Yeah, I'm sure that happened. But you wouldn't know her. I swear you wouldn't know her. You wouldn't find it on the <laughs> internet anyways. Um, yeah. But yeah, putter is actually, um, I actually added it to my bag this summer. Um, I realized that when I was traveling um, in like July, I went out to California for my brother's wedding, played around a golf. And I realized that my putter shaft was actually bent. And I was like, well, I wasn't putting well with this like putter beforehand and i'm not putting well with it now so i'm gonna go try and find a new putter so i went out and found um a cleveland putter actually um it's a cleveland uh i forget the exact model but it's from this year it's more of a a kind of like it looks like a a go low putter from scotty Cameron. has a milled face um kind of that style uh, I love the way it rolls. You get that true roll feeling on the green when uh, the greens are good, not punched like they are now. By the way, if a, if it was a Monday in golf, a Monday in golf would be like even to punch greens and punch fairways. That's a Monday for me, man. But yeah, so head to toe, what am I rocking? I'm rocking Adidas um, spikeless Tour 360 sh- uh, shoes from this summer. Pick those up this summer. Um, socks. Uh, who cares about socks? They smell terrible after a round. And then uh, I'm wearing Lululemon out there uh, for the pants. You know, got to stay comfortable. Got to have that athleisure look whenever you're playing. It could go from Under Armour from uh, to really any, um, I guess, apparel brand for the shirts, the golf shirts, anything like from different clubhouses, different clubs that I visit. I'll usually pick up a shirt and a hat. But as for the hats, I love trucker hats. Um, there's nothing like them. And you got to have a pair of Ray-Bans out on the course when it's sunny. You know, got to complete the look, look good, feel good, play good. That's I've never been a sunglass guy. I've never gotten into that. I, dude, if sometimes I feel like it helps my game, sometimes it may not. But who knows? You just look sick. You got the Adam Scott look going. Dude, I literally look like the coolest man on the course compared to all those retirees. But, um, yeah, looking into new gear for this offseason. Um, new gear, I wouldn't re- uh, necessarily say it's new gear, but like a new piece of equipment would be a launch monitor. I'm really debating it. Um, it's a pretty big cost, but I mean, I'd use it all the time. Like every range session, I'd download my data, become like a Bryson out there. Who knows? Maybe I'd get into more exercise, but that's just me. Um, but yeah. No one really cares about me um, with like what I'm wearing because I always look good and they just expect that. So we'll move forward to our next part. Actually, so I, you know, I just realized I forgot to mention my putter. I mean, what? I thought One you of my put- favorite clubs. What is your favorite club then? You know what? You can have the floor, Mr. Polv. Go ahead. Tell us about your putter. Well, it is a Odyssey Works Versa number seven, the mallet version. Um, I've had it for about four years now and yeah really loving it i had before that i had the odyssey metal x number seven so it's the same same shape as that um, same look just uh you know just different color and uh yeah you know just it's that unfortunately that my original one bent so onto the versa works now which i've like i said i've had for the past four years and it's couldn't be happier with it so it's doing its duties and uh yeah making lots of putts so you got what? the full Luke Donald repertoire. You got the putter, got the RLX, got the Mizuno. I got to say, whether whether you like the look or not, that's dedication right there from Pole. It's traditional. It's traditional. It Luke Donald is a traditional golfer. He wears traditional things. You can be out there on the links with Pole. 
having a great day, beating any other day normally. And he'll out be out there looking like he's um, throwing it back to like the 1990s, looking like a professional player on the links, trying to get his first open championship. Um, yeah, but what can we like, just summarize this part with about equipment? For me, equipment, um, if you're just like an average golfer, likes to get out there, have some fun, try to work at your game, get better. You don't need to have all the top stuff like Bo and Pove. Like Bo is going to be a D1 player. Pove plays in, in college currently, and I play club golf. So what's that? what's that mean? It means whatever you have in the bag, there's no reason for us common people when when you're playing out there and you're hitting good shots, there's no need to change just because you're like, oh, something new came out. No, stick to your guns, stick to your roots, do what you do best, and go for it. Yeah, that's a great there, point, right, guys. Like, there's with the club manufacturers coming out, like TaylorMade literally probably releases a new driver every eight months, which is just nuts in this day and age. So everybody's like, oh, a new Sim is here. I need to buy that, or or the new Callaway Maverick. But if you once you establish that you are comfortable with your club, whether it's your three wood or whether it's your 60 degree, I mean, wedges obviously have to be replaced more often than the rest of the bag, just given how much they, they wear away. But if you become comfortable with a hybrid or a three wood, like don't fall into the trap of, Oh, I need to buy this new club. Like if you like it, stick with it. I think so many people now are so keen on getting the newest best equipment, but if it's not going to help you play better golf, I would say don't go for it. Like, what do you guys think? Like, if you're comfortable, just stick with it. But everybody's like, I need the sim. I need this. I need that. And all these pro shops are are saying, yo, if you buy the sim, you'll pick up 0.1 yard in distance. It's amazing. Like, you don't need that. Just stick with I what mean, you got. Yes. Keep playing good golf. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I agree with you, but – Sometimes you're like, you're a mental case. It's all in the head. And you're like, I need something new just to change my mindset, change my perspective. And in that case, I would say, go do it. You know what? That's like a once every five year, 10 year problem. But if you really notice that your game is decreasing over time, you look at your buddies clubs and you're like, ah, wow. Like the grooves are so much better. I mean, I feel like they're getting more spin than I am. Then yeah, like hell, like whatever, just go do it, get it done, buy the new stuff, make sure you're playing better with it. And if not, you can always sell it back to Golf Galaxy for a discounted rate from what you actually paid for it. But that brings us into our um, our next part where we're gonna we're gonna talk about. I know we already talked about it, but we talked about the recap. But what was our like actual favorite tournament from the season specifically, and um, what young players really stuck out compared to others? For me, I mean. Last question you said was moment. So that, like I said, was DJ, but tournament, I, I'd say probably the masters. Um, I mean, the masters was phenomenal. Yeah, I, I, agree. I totally agree. Masters this year was awesome. I think, I think a lot of it has to do with for me is that I've just been waiting so long for the masters to come. And when it finally came, I just was just so ecstatic and just jumping for joy that it's finally here. And we finally heard the music and, now we get to we get to relive it again, boys, in a few months. Can't wait. Can't we all? So can't we all? I mean, I. It's just one of those things where you feel like it's just annually, for one week, you get to just sit, lounge in the back of your couch, 
have a nice bag of chips, have your computer out in front of you and just literally just focus on one thing. And that's favorite sport to watch, which is golf. Four letter word, man. Nothing beats it. Well, you say bag of chips, dude. I, I mean, I had some crudite, some veggies oh, out look at um, you. trying to stay healthy, preserve the physical I condition. Like um, Got to have a mindset on health, but Bobo, what was your, like, what young player did you see that came out and, um, really surprised you this year came onto your radar earlier and you're like i'm gonna watch this guy and he performed up to expectations. i mean obviously morikawa is the easy answer came out of the blue i knew he got a win last year at the barracuda but he comes out plays well he wins one of those two events that were at Muirfield village and then gets it done at harding park so he's definitely a guy to watch super young and he has tons of talent, but that's the case for so many guys on tour. Like we, there's probably, you could probably pick 10 to 15 guys that are under 30 that could win a major, you know, any given week. So there's a big pool to pick from, but let me tell you somebody who's going to break through next year. His name is James Nicholas. And this kid, we've talked about him in the past. I'm not going to say some generic PGA player. I want to bring some flair to this podcast. James Nicholas he didn't have a great week at Bermuda. I know you guys roasted me for that, but yeah, I, mean, got- I thought you would have gotten the memo never to bring his name up again, but I digress. Go ahead. <laughs> I know I I'm taking a risk here. I, I recognize that he did not play well in Bermuda missed cut there, but he's got, uh, he has some corn fairy status next year. I think he has quite a bit. Actually, he will break through mark my word. Remember the name. Yeah, we got Morikawa, we got Shoffley, we got Cantley, we got all these bums out on the PGA Tour. They don't even compare to James Nicholas. This man is coming. He is ready. His offseason, he's going to work harder. He's going to put in more hours on the course, in the gym, with his diet than anybody ever has. 2021 is James Nicholas's year. I know I say this about just about everybody. I said it about kids earlier in the podcast, but I'm serious. Like on a, On a more serious note, I think that James Nicholas does have what it takes. I've seen him play and he not in person, but I've seen a bunch of clips of him. And um, from what I've heard, he has loads of talent um, and a great mindset. You know, I've heard a bunch of, of excerpts of him saying, you know, certain things about his philosophies of the game. If he can put it together, I think he'll be an emerging star next year. I know I didn't really answer your question. So, um, but I just want to take a different route and I'm rooting for him. I think he's a young guy who can make a change, make a uh, impact on tour next year. I think we've already heard everything you said before um, when we were talking a few weeks ago and Nicholas like, didn't even make the cut. Um, so a little skeptical to buy into the, the garbage that you're selling. So one young guy who stuck out for me would be without a doubt. Um, Sanjay dude. Sanjay, um, a young guy on tour. He's 22 years old. Guess what? Same age as me. And to see this guy out here competing on the grand scale, being the same age while I'm sitting in my parents' basement currently recording a podcast, I don't know how I feel about that, man. I mean, this guy um, is just unflappable. Like I said last episode, played a great Masters tournament. Definitely more to come from him. He's, uh, he's played very well. He's a great ball striker. His wedge game seemed phenomenal. Putting was a little something to work on, but nothing to be scared of. Um, it was without a doubt one of his best seasons thus far. I mean, he did get 
like rookie of the year a couple of years ago, or maybe even last year. I mean, this whole Rona thing being off for six months really threw me off when it comes to time. Like I'm like, oh yeah, the 2019 PGA championship at Bethpage. Wait, was that 2020? Because wait, when, when did that happen? Just kind of threw me off with everything, but nonetheless, Sanjay is a great player to watch. Um, one of my favorite uh, moments this year though, uh, favorite moment would have to be Rombo getting a hole in one in a practice round at Augusta and then skipping the ball across the water on 16 and getting another hole in one. Although the first one was more legit than the second, uh, it just shows that he has a lot of promise in the future. And we're all really rooting for him and hoping that he can come out and really get to work. Um, that was just something that I loved. Um, one last thing before we get out of here and we get out of your eardrums. Guys, Thanksgiving, two days away. Um, it's going to be on November 26th. What are you guys thankful for this year? What am I thankful for this year? I am thankful for, obviously, my family, but I'm also thankful for all the viewers of the Back Nine Bros podcast. They put in the time. They listen to us. They're the best. Um, so, you know, you guys listening, I'm thankful for you. I hope you eat up a lot of turkey a lot of stuffing, whatever you like, just enjoy yourselves. Maybe a pecan pie, maybe an apple pie, maybe some brownies, some stuffing. I think I already said stuffing, but you get the point. Feast away. You guys are the real MVPs. Yeah. Going off that boat, like you said, thank, definitely thankful for our viewers, everyone who's been tuning in really appreciate it. Um, you know, you guys are the best and we need all the support from you we can get right now and um during these difficult times and you know as of course obviously thankful for my family um my girlfriend my friends just everyone out there who's going through a rough time so um yeah how about you Saul um yeah so okay thankful for my family thankful for my friends um thankful for all the frontline healthcare workers and first responders um, in this time, uh, one of my best friends is a first responder down in Arlington, Virginia. So um, it's definitely you see both sides of the spectrum like, hey, I want everything to open back up. I want to go back to my normal life. And then you see what carelessness means um, on a different scale, at least when I talk to my friend um, about what he sees on a day to day basis. But um, yeah, definitely thankful for all the listeners of the Back Nine Bros podcast. Um, but as for us this week. Just enjoy your family. Enjoy the time that you have with everybody before uh, everything starts getting back to normal. And once again, we are the Back Nine Bros. Thank you all for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm.